time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Witness Flight Lieutenant William Terrence Decker, Royal Flying Corps, returning from a patrol somewhere over France. The year is 1917. The problem is that the lieutenant is hopelessly lost. Lieutenant Decker will soon discover that a man can be lost not only in terms of maps and miles, but also in time. And time in this case can be measured in eternities. Episode 18 of The Twilight Zone was The Last Flight. And uh, unlike, well, last week we talked about a very awkward flight home for Flora. (laughs) Uh, Not like that at all, although it does have its moments of uh, of awkwardness. Uh, We're we're following a a biplane that uh, clearly seems to be from uh, World War War I. I almost said two, but that, no, that that wouldn't have been right. and it, it lands at a, a U.S. airbase in France, and uh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> this is a real slapstick episode. You're right. <laughs> it, it is, yes. And uh, um, it, it's, it, it's interesting because, uh, so not, not to mention that I have a book again for the, the second straight episode. I mean, it's basically... I mean, inspire like I, I I like to think that uh, Rod Serling uh, read your book, uh, built a time machine. I don't know, not necessarily in that order. Built a t- time machine, went to he the would future. Have had to the time machine first, yeah. <laughs> or maybe Richard Matheson, since he since it's based on. Uh, that's on that's true. Well, well, I mean, my uh, my book is is uh, is is very loosely, uh, uh, you know, uh, inspired by the movie, the final countdown, not to be confused with the Europe song of the same. Movie. <laughs> uh, and in that particular story, now I completely have a completely different way for them to end up going back in time. But in that movie, it's the same thing. They literally just sort of fly into a, a, a weird cloud and they, they come, come back in a, in a totally different time. And uh, so naturally, that's the first thing that popped into my head is, uh, where are all these time-traveling clouds? Because, you know, <laughs> and how do I stay away from them? Stay away from them or find them. Yeah, that's I mean, true. The way, the way things are going right now. Yeah, actually, I, uh, I was thinking about that the other, <laughs> the other day. How much... Is, 1917 i i bring a few uh bring a few things for me like the uh the gray sports almanac oh for sure um you know i'm i'm okay with being in 1917 i was really just gonna uh google how much a uh six month medically induced coma costs oh oh yeah. <laughs> just uh you know actually like intentionally have them put you in a in a in a coma for just six months that would be I, that's the dream right there I think that's it. I um I would miss the the sixty game uh, uh, Major League Baseball season, but I think that would really be the only downside. Well, listen, I think Major League Baseball is going to miss the sixty game Major League Baseball Ooh. season. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we meet our our hero, uh, Lieutenant Terry Decker, or uh, since he's British, he's Lieutenant. Yes, of course. Right. 
uh, Terry Decker. And um, th- this is a, a story much like uh, an earlier episode we discussed, A Judgment Night, where I feel like you know, it's a 25-minute episode, and I feel like they had about 18 minutes of story. <laughs> and so they were like, well, we need to, to fill a little bit more time, so we're going to need as much awkward pauses and repeating yourself as humanly possible. I feel like, um, and, and it, more than more than a couple of podcasts, uh, like fiction podcasts that I listen to, I will listen to them at one point five the speed. This right. is something that I think can be watched at one point five the speed. Yeah, that, I think that would that would be perfect. Uh, you know, I, it's actually a little long for a for a TV show, so I'm not sure why it went all the way for for twenty five minutes, but it yeah. didn't need to. No, not at all. Uh, and by the way, I, I uh, may not seem like it, but this was always one of my favorite episodes as a youngin, and I, and I still like it. I'm, I'm just saying, probably didn't need to be 25 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is that's uh... it, maybe that's why it doesn't show up in anybody's favorite list, even though I liked it. Uh, you know, maybe if they had made it a little shorter, it it would be showing up on uh, you know some top 10 lists, but. Yeah, no, I think so too. So he's he's talking to uh, his uh, his American future counterparts, and he realizes that uh, it's uh, forty two years in the future. Um, which not sure how I would react if I suddenly found out I was forty two years in the future. Yeah, it's kind of kind of terrifying because for us that's nineteen seventy eight. Um. And which is kind of crazy. Or 2062. Oh, that too. Yes. Oh man. Let's just go to 2062. Yeah. Because he's, because he's, you know, going 42 years into the future for him. Oh so yes. It, yes. It, yes. It, yes. It 20, if, if, yeah, if we were in that situation, we would be going to 2062 and Hey, you know, listen, if I was in a car with, with my wife and a, and a few other people, uh, and we, we just happened to drive into some fog and came out in 2062. I'd be okay with that. I think so too. I mean, what are they going to do? Make fun of my, my, my Honda accent. Yeah. Honda Accord. Uh, Sorry. That, that's uh that's really all they could do. <laughs> because, you know, by that time, the, uh, the Washington nationals would be a juggernaut. So, you know, you're, Oh yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can hope. I'm not sure how I would react to that. Um, you know, luckily it's a pretty good bet. I'll never be in, in that position. Uh, who, who knows? <laughs> uh, so, um, very, very quickly, uh, he realizes that, uh, he's going to run into an old friend, uh, he freaks Alexander, out. Alexander Mackay. And he freaks out because, well, see, and this is, this is where things get a little weird to me because, he hears about, you know, Andrew Mackay coming and he says, well, that's, it's impossible. He can't come because he's dead. Right. Um, what, why are you assuming that he died? (laughs) He's still alive. Well, then my reaction wouldn't be, oh no, he's dead. It would be, oh, figured out a way out of it. Good for him. Yeah. I think it, it does get a little murky, but I do think that this episode does a better job than most where like they telegraph uh, like other episodes of the twilight zone will like telegraph the, you know, a reveal. 
mm-hmm. um, like the the mini reveal, not you know necessarily the the one at the end. But um, <clears throat> this was not an episode where I was like, okay, let's you know, yeah, we've already figured it out. Like you know, uh, um, Makai is old and you're young because you're from 42 years ago. We got it. Like let's move on. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that probably would not be my reaction either. <laughs> Yeah, although I, w- I will say, you know, again, we may we may joke, but again, one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> I I do like the way that they basically sort of over the course of the episode, you just sort of like learn more and more, fill in more and more details about about this this guy's story. Yeah, that you know, at first it's just a. Uh, you know, this this weird occurrence where, uh, you know, a guy flies into a, a crazy ass cloud and he comes out in the future. And then it turns out that he's he's kind of a coward. And this is right. his chance for redemption. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so basically they they lock him up and wait for Makai to, to come. Right. Yeah. So, you know, theoretically, Makai would recognize this guy and, and they can figure that out when when they get here. Or they can just make him Makai's problem, which is probably what they're planning on doing. Yeah. And so I think that's again, I, I think that that's why this is probably a, a more effective uh, episode than most is that there's those mini reveals throughout the episode, even though it does take a little bit longer to, you know, get through um, <clears throat> because by the time, you know, uh, the um, Americans figure out why um, Decker is afraid of seeing Makai is because he does, you know, he, he realizes Makai would obviously know that he's a coward because of, you know, how they left each other. Yeah. And I think the Americans are probably thinking that uh, he's, he's worried about seeing Makai because, uh, you know, he'll be a deserter or something like that. And, yeah. Well, well, not even that. I, I think they're they're uh, they're they're assuming that it will turn out that this whole thing has been uh, been some sort of a hoax, and and that's going to expose it, and that's why he's worried about seeing Makai. Not not that he's uh, you know Makai's going to be like, hey, yeah, I remember the time you uh, you deserted me, you jerk. <laughs> Although I, honestly, even if that having been the case, he hasn't seen the dude in uh, forty-two years. I would imagine he's he'd probably be happy to see him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, the stories he could tell him. <laughs> right about the time he got shot in the ass. <laughs> um, I what I another thing I do like about this one is that uh, I mean, I don't. I, I think I probably would have been slow, slow on the uptake as well um, to come to the conclusion that Decker does because right away when he says, well, you know, there's no one within 50 miles who could come to his aid. Um, Maybe if he survived, it's because I went back, back in time and saved him myself. So it takes him a little bit to come to that conclusion and uh, whether or not it was, uh, you know, um, genuine, um, I think that's, <laughs> I do like the realism that it would take a little while to, to come to that conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I realize that uh, as, again, as we've, uh, we've talked about in previous episodes, 
they have a, a fairly limited amount of time to play with. So it's not like it can take him a long time to get there. Yeah. But it's also not like that's going to be the first thing that pops into his head either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's realistic for him. You know, like five minutes in, hey, I've got to go back so I can save him so that he can he can come back here uh, 42 years later. I mean, it is a good excuse to, you know, I mean, I think it would be easier to convince uh, somebody in in uh, 1959 about time travel than uh, 2020. So that's probably going to be the first card that I play. Oh, yeah. You know, because in the 50s, they were waiting for it to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were like, flying cars and time travel. Totally going to be a thing. 1970. We're just waiting for the people to uh, to start showing up from from the future. Also, I, I do like how I uh, admitted that I would be slow on the uptake um, after <laughs> after I equate, I went the wrong way in time travel and said 78 instead of 62. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good thing you're here, Keith. <laughs> well, you, know, you had the math right. It's you true. The wrong direction. I just, uh, you know, talked a little bit too much. Um, the uh, So Decker comes to this conclusion and st- he steals a plane by punching out a mechanic. Because uh, how else would you? <laughs> I mean, that's the only way. Because this is basically Grand Theft Auto right now or Grand Theft Air. Um, uh, it it kind of is, yeah. You just you punch a you punch the person behind the steering wheel and you pull them out of the vehicle, um, and then uh, Major Wilson uh, catches up to him and pulls a gun on him, threatening him to shoot him. And uh, Decker has a uh, you know a moment of bravery and said he'd, he'd rather die than remain a coward. So uh, Wilson let, lets him go. Yeah, which uh, got to got to you got to believe that uh, Wilson probably got a talking to uh, after all this was over. Because <laughs> he just let the guy go. Yeah, thank God. I mean, Wil- Wilson really rolled the dice here because, uh, you know, we'll, we don't want to spoil anything. But, you know, it turns out he's he's not exactly facing a court martial at the end of the uh, at the end of the episode. Um, well, basically, everybody's so confused about what just happened. <laughs> that, uh, nobody's going to get in trouble over that. I had a I had a friend who um, his his policy was when somebody, uh, you know, was in need and like walked up to them, walked up to him and asked for money, um, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was a homeless person or, you know, somebody um, who was, you know, struggling with drug use or something like that. He would just say if if their story is so elaborate that it confuses the hell out of me, I will give them five dollars. I think that's a good policy. Yeah, I think that's what happens here. They're all just like, all right, today was crazy, right? Let's just forget about it and and catch up tomorrow. Well, I did when I was uh, working in downtown Chicago and and taking the uh, taking the red line in every day. Yeah, uh, I did once run into a guy who said that. uh, uh, so, So this is a. This is a a rather uh, old African American gentleman. Uh-huh. Uh, came up to me and said that he was me from the future, and he had time traveled back, and I needed to give him twenty dollars to get back home. I mean, do you want to risk it? I mean, twenty dollars. That's I, I didn't give him the twenty dollars, but I had like five on me, so I gave him that. That's I think that's worth it. 
yeah. well worth well worth the peace and, of mind. And I did say I'll be back here in like six hours, so I'll give you the rest then. <laughs> no, knowing that he, he wasn't going to be there. And did he say I know? <laughs> no, that would have been if he had said that. I would have gone to an ATM, gotten the twenty dollars, and given it to him. I feel like if I I would have done the same exact thing in in, in your shoes because if I did, did not give him the five dollars, I would have been lying awake in bed at night. Uh, I mean, what else yeah, am it, I going to spend that five dollars? Literally, the guy walked up to me. He said, uh, "So, what, what's your name?" And I said, "I said Keith." And he goes, "Well, I know that because I'm I'm <laughs> you." Future. Then why'd you ask? <laughs> well, at that point, I was like, "I want to see where this goes." Oh yeah, for sure. You have yeah. to. That's five dollars. Well, well spent. <laughs> um, you know, I. Uh, I, uh, I I think that the you know the, the interesting thing is uh, is Wilson already playing with fire because he let the guy go, mm-hmm. uh, then proceeds to call Mackay old lead bottom. <laughs> you know, Mackay is uh, air vice marshal, which I've never I, heard. I, I, listen, I don't know the the rank system in the British uh, Royal Air Force the way that I should. Uh-huh. But that sounds made up to me. I, I don't think I've heard of anybody called a uh, vice air marshal before. Yeah, I'm not. That, that doesn't sound like a, a high ranking. Uh... It, 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 it doesn't. So but I mean, we're led to believe he's a big deal. People know him. Of course. Uh, so he he calls him old lead bottom, which which that to me seems like dad is asking for a court martial. I mean, you know, what does he have to lose at this point? He led a. I mean, he doesn't even know if Decker could find that cloud again. That's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Decker, uh, you know, swung by Las Vegas uh, and picked up uh, a woman named Flora that we talked about last week. Could could very well be. I mean, or she Elgin had to get home somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, I'm not sure that there's a there's a moral lesson to this other than uh, hey, don't be a coward if you're uh, if you're somebody's wingman. Take yeah. care of them. Don't uh, don't don't disappear into a cloud. Yes. So I think that <clears throat> I mean, when I was watching it, I think that it's, uh, you know, anybody can change uh, just because you're uh, just because maybe, you know, you've you haven't performed up to up to, you know, sufficient levels before. doesn't mean you can't uh, in the future. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when uh, when Mackay uh, and Wilson come to the. Uh, conclusion that um you know everything that decker was saying was true and he goes back in time and he's actually successful saving makai uh based on you know the personal story that makai tells wilson um he didn't just um you know save makai he saved everybody who makai saves you know over the past you know more than four decades Uh, much like when uh uh harry uh, bailey uh, when George saves his brother hey, uh, Harry, he's he saves everybody that Harry saved. Yeah, exactly. So it's a it's a good story. I I, I like this one a lot. Um, we I I could definitely this is definitely one that I almost never skip over unless I'm doing like a a speed run through the series. And you know if you can watch it at uh, one point five speed, you'd never have to run <laughs> again. Exactly. That's like a solid 18 minutes. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> speaking of a solid 18 minutes, 
this has been a solid 18 minutes. We hope you've enjoyed listening. <laughs> and uh, next week, we'll be taking on the Purple Testament with uh, yes. uh, Darren Stevens from, from Bewitched. Beautiful. Dialogue from a play, Hamlet to Horatio. There are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Dialogue from a play written long before men took to the sky. There are more things in heaven and earth and in the sky that perhaps can be dreamt of. And somewhere in between heaven, the sky, the earth, lies the twilight zone.